Welcome to the Too Blessed to Be Stressed podcast, hosted by me, Carolina Sopran. I'm a holistic health and nutrition coach, a Pilates instructor with a background in science, and a master's in medical radiations. I'm your stress buster chick, chatting all things stress, helping you, the modern woman, create more balance, calmness, and health in life. I used to be just like you, running on adrenaline, stressed 24-7, and a professional perfectionist in all aspects of life. Over the last couple of months, I have wanted to create a platform for stressed, stuck, and professional women just like you, empowering and nurturing you to live your most balanced life. I have learned and come up with some amazing tools to help bring more zen into your everyday life. Enjoy. Hello, darlings, and welcome to episode 27 of the Too Blessed to Be Stressed podcast. We have another beautiful guest on today's episode with over five years experience in real estate and just under 12 months experience in real estate recruitment. Katie specializes in assisting women progress in the real estate career. During COVID-19, while she found herself with a lot of extra time, she launched her own business that complemented her career perfectly like she owns the place, with the aim to help women in business even further. The aim of like she owns the place is to help women network with other like-minded women, as well as assist in creating a strong personal and business brand. In this episode, Katie and I discuss how she pivoted within her work during COVID-19, the importance of creating a community for women during difficult times, ways to manage mental health difficulties, and how to rebalance after losing your routine. I know you will love Katie as much as I did. Enjoy the episode and have a beautiful week. And today I would like to welcome the gorgeous Katie to the podcast. Hey, Katie, welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, amazing. I'm really excited about our conversation today. So one of the first things I always ask the person that I'm interviewing is what have you learned while being in ISO? Yeah, so I guess the biggest thing I've taken from everything over the last few months is um, that nothing is permanent. Um, everything that's been happening um, is changing day by day and we just have to go with it. And while I'm someone who likes to plan ahead and be as, as organized as possible, um, I've had to learn to yeah take it day by day and know that, um, yeah, nothing is permanent. Everything can change. Oh, I love that. And I'm a planner as well. <laughs> so we're in good company. But I know what yeah. you mean. I think we've had to become really flexible um, and try not to plan too far ahead because, well, particularly in Melbourne now, you're up in the Gold Coast, but in Melbourne, we're in our second lockdown and everything just keeps changing every single day. So I totally agree. Um, but yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do? How and why did you start your business? Yeah, so um, long story short, um, I've been working in real estate administration for the last five years. 
Um, I was actually in the process of finding a new role um, and I was working with a recruiter. And while I was going through that process, um, they actually advertised for a recruitment consultant. And so I went to them and was like, okay, obviously I haven't done recruitment before, but do you think with my knowledge of real estate that I would be able to learn? And um, I had a, an interview with um, my now um, directors, Jess and Martin, and our personalities clicked so well. Um, then we spoke all about like my real estate experience and they were willing to give me a shot. And this was about six months ago now and I have not looked back. I have been thriving, um, learning all of recruitment. It's very similar um, processes to real estate. So it's just um, more so adapting to um, recruitment, but the processes and the discipline and everything I'm doing day to day are quite similar to what I'm used to. And then um, when I settled into my role in recruitment, I actually um, had previously really wanted to do networking events for women, um, but I didn't really know how that tied into um, being a real estate administrator or um, what value I was really offering. But when I started in recruitment, um, I... I felt like there was such a niche um, that was missing to have uh, events for networking for women in real estate and also like the surrounding um, businesses like brokers and settlement gifts and everything that kind of ties into the process from start to finish. And that's when I created Like She Owns the Place, which is um, networking, branding um, and personal development for women um, in business, but predominantly predominantly um, real estate and the associated businesses. Amazing. And I know we've obviously had a conversation before this podcast, but how did work look like for you during COVID? Because I know at one stage you got stood down. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. So um, unfortunately, the timing was really bad. I started my new role um, with Iconic on the 9th of March and to be eligible for job keeper, um, I had to have started before the 1st of March. So I was nine days after the cutoff um, and obviously going into the first round of isolation, no one knew like what was coming um, and unfortunately from a business perspective, um, I unfortunately was stood down. Um, I was given an original date, but like I said before, everything was so hit and miss, play it as it comes, um, and it did get extended. Um, oh, I also wanted to clarify, because some people don't realize, um, being stood down, um, in my words, it was the best of a bad situation. I was still employed. I still had to go a job to go back to. It was just a matter of when. Um, so as you can imagine, it was quite stressful waiting for the when, um, when things were so unsure. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of women, well, particularly in Melbourne, I know up in the Gold Coast, you guys don't obviously have the same restrictions that we do. But um, I think a lot of women are really stressed about work. And I think the stats are really ridiculous for the second lockdown and how many people will get stood down or lose work. So how then did you pivot 
during that time to open your own business? Like how did you use that time to sort of navigate through and actually do something really productive during the time you had off? Yeah, so um, don't get me wrong, I didn't jump out of bed on day one of being stood down and go, right, I'm going to start my business, now (laughs) is the time. Um, I definitely took some time um, to myself for the first few weeks to really reflect on what was going on Um, and then when obviously things were dragging out for a bit longer, I started to think to myself, why, like, what can I be doing with my time? And previously I had, like I mentioned, wanted to do networking events for women in real estate. Um, and now just seemed like the perfect time. I had obviously the capacity to be, capacity to be working on this full time. I still had an income. Obviously I was on job, um, seeker. So, um, it was, really, like I said, the best of a bad situation um, in the fact that I was kind of being paid to go into business. And then also, I didn't have any time limit pressure on me. I was able to really take my time to nut out all of the nitty gritties and get my systems really um, fine tuned and ready to go so that when I was launching, obviously when the restrictions started lifting and I was able to launch um, events, I was prepared and ready to go. And um, I did have to get quite disciplined in a sense though, because obviously being, having all day, every day, um, it left my mind wandering and I really had to, um, I kind of set myself hours where I was like, okay, I'm going to work in a sense. And I would go into my office. I set up like a special space where it was as if I was going into my like she owns the place office and I'd um, be at work for five hours and then I'd leave the office and shut the door and I was back home. So it was kind of a time where I had to really set some boundaries and, and just keep moving forward really. Yeah, I love that. And I always say to the women I coach, for example, make sure that your office at home is a place where you can shut the door at the end of the day, because it can be really hard to separate that work from home. And I think a lot of us are finding that right now. It's quite the skill to just go, yep, I'm done for the day. This is my time and move on. So I can totally relate. Absolutely. And what has been the reason behind you creating this community for women and how do you think, well, I guess how important do you think community is within a women's circle at this time? Obviously, especially in these times, it is so important. Um, like you said, that I have friends in Melbourne and I'm still able to go and do things on the weekends and um, go out and socialize, but they aren't. So um, it's so important for everybody. And I love seeing that so many things have been taken online now. There's so many online communities. Um, Obviously, being able to go and meet people face-to-face, nothing will ever compare to that. But I think in these times, the adaptability to go online and keep creating those communities is just so important, Um, especially from a mental health point of view. It gets super lonely when you're um, starting your own business and really focusing on that. But then to add COVID on top of that and isolation and 
all that other stuff, it's really testing. Um, and I think, yeah, just having other people to be able to speak to, to about these things um, can just be such a weight off your shoulder, which is why the community at the moment is so important. Um, in particular to like she owns the place, um, I wanted to create a community for women in real estate because I think um, traditionally it is a very male-dominated, um, dominant um, industry. And now, obviously, there are so many women who are really coming out and doing great things and to provide that support and be helping each other progress in a real estate career. I just think that is super important. Yeah, amazing. And I love that you touched there on mental health. You've been very open about your mental health struggles. And I think everyone to some extent is struggling with mental health right now. How do you manage your mental health? If you wouldn't mind sharing that, if it's not, I guess, invading on your privacy too much, but how do you manage your mental health? No, not at all. I am an absolute open book when it comes to my mental health. Um, there's been certain stages in my life where it has been um, completely like at a low where I wouldn't be able to talk about it. But um, I think I've become very self-aware um, as the years have gone on and obviously progressed from those really low stages. And now being able to share is super important to me because obviously I want other people to be able to know that like it literally isn't weak to speak and break that stigma. For me, I have a lot of things that I have like kind of like my go-to list of things that I know I enjoy doing and that make me happy and really lift up my vibe. Um, so for example, obviously going to the gym, being active is number one for me. Um, making sure I'm eating well, that I'm listening to my podcasts or reading or on the weekends, um, make sure I'm actually going outdoors because I'm in an office for most of my week. So going outdoors, meeting up with friends, calling family. I know it all seems so, they seem like such normal tasks, but I've found that when I slow down, if I'm not feeling 100% and I go over those list of things, I can generally find what has been missing. And so then I just make sure I implement more of that into my week and really make that my priority. Yeah, I love that. And I think a lot of us experience, I guess, low moods because we're not doing enough of the things that make us happy. And I'm very big on that. Usually I'm a bit like you. If I haven't had the best day, I'm like, okay, what haven't I done today <laughs> that I usually do that makes me happy? For me, it's a little bit like you exercise. I I really, I genuinely enjoy it. And sometimes I feel like people look at me a little bit funny because I love it so much. But um, I think you need to find things that lift your mood, that make your day better. And that definitely helps with mental health. I totally agree. Yeah. So I also obviously journal a lot. Um, and I have some, sometimes when I journal, like I, it's just a complete brain dump. Um, whereas other times I have some prompts to really get myself flowing. Um, but again, after taking, I'd say like 20 to 30 minutes before bed, just to really journal and get things out of my head and slow down. 
um, from busy days, it doesn't take me long to realize like what's missing from my day and why I'm probably not at the highest, um, I guess, vibration as I usually would be. Yeah, definitely. And how difficult was it losing your routine and managing your stress and your anxiety when COVID hit? How did you overcome this? Because I know a lot of gyms were close. I was like, right, what am I going to do to move every day? So how did you manage yourself? Yeah, so like I said earlier, I am an absolute sucker for routine um, I love being organized. I really thrive off that. So when I wasn't having to go to the gym in the morning, be, like go for my walk, get ready for work, be at work by a certain time, even just like how my work day was structured out, I was just like, wow, I have so much time and nothing to do. And it was, it was for the first couple of days, I definitely wallowed. I don't want to make it sound like I was just this absolute superwoman um, and give people unrealistic expectations. I did wallow. Um, but then after a few days, I was kind of like, well, what's stopping me from just creating a new routine that suits what's going on at the moment? Um, so obviously I didn't have to be waking up at 4.30 to go to the gym. So I adjusted my wake-up time, was waking up at 7.00 taking my dog for a walk. Um, we were lucky enough, obviously, we can still get a coffee. So going to the local um, cafe and then coming home, doing some yoga, taking the time to read. So like, even though they weren't really pressing activities like my usual routine, um, it wasn't structured around work so much. Um, I still made sure that I had a routine in regards to other activities that I was still able to do. Amazing. And I love that because it's those little things really like going to get a coffee that we've always, I think, taken for granted. And now it's like this little thing that you can do every day that makes you so happy. So I, I absolutely love that. So tell us what your business offers. Where can people find you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I actually have two Instagrams at the moment. Um, one, I like to keep focused on the things I do with recruiting as well as um, shouting out local businesses, books I'm reading, that kind of thing. So that one's a little bit more personalized to myself and recruitment. And that is um, the iconic recruiter. And then I have a separate Instagram for like She Owns the Place, which um, focuses on everyone who's involved in the events, attending the events, what's upcoming and things like that. Um, and that's like.she.owns.the.place. Um, and so over the next couple of months, like She Owns the Place, um, I'm planning to collaborate with some other beautiful local people, some ladies that I've actually met at events um, previously to offer some branding events to um, help obviously people who are a bit time poor at the moment to get that full package when it comes to branding and obviously so much is online at the moment um, we really need to be branding well online because we don't have as much opportunity to meet face-to-face -face. so my focus over the next I'd say six to 12 months is really about helping women create a strong brand 
Um, and in saying that, I am in the process of doing that myself. So um, my website will be launching in the next couple of weeks, uh, which will be a social kind of platform as well as providing resources like blogs, um, blog posts, guest blog posts. Also, um, that'll be like the main point for all of my event updates, what I'm doing. It'll be yeah, just basically a hub about myself, recruitment, personal development and networking. Oh, I love that. And how exciting for you, because I'm a big fan of personal development. I feel like it's something I've definitely done over probably the last two years. And it's definitely taken my business like to another level just by knowing myself a little bit more and learning. So you're doing an amazing job for other women. You should be very proud. Thank you so much. It, yeah, it gets, uh, it makes me feel all warm and fuzzy, as cliche as that sounds. Um, I know the I, feeling. <laughs> I just feel like I have put a lot of time into doing this for myself um, and now having the opportunity to really help other women find themselves and share themselves um, in their business and on a personal level it just really makes me thrive um seeing them thrive as well amazing well thank you so much for being so open i hope that we've given other women some positivity around their work situation and their mental health because i do say we are in it together a lot of us in melbourne in particular are going through the same thing so thank you so much for being on the podcast it's been a pleasure having you Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity and I hope that you survive the next five weeks and everything is just going to be okay. I promise. Thank you so much, lovely. Please look after yourself and thank you again so much. I will. Thank you so much. Have a good day. You too. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you have loved and enjoyed today's podcast, then please share it with your friends and family. If you have any comments or would like to reach out, you can find me on Instagram at Knowing Her Wellness. See you soon for the next episode of Too Blessed to Be Stressed.